0: You're very welcome along to the gardening program here on Midwest Radio. Good morning, Porik. How are you today? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Actually, I came out this morning and, you know, that drop of rain, I thought... That's kind of welcomed.
0: Is it? <laughs> well, it is a little bit after <laughs> oh, I, I thought it I, I noticed because it was dry when I was leaving and then there was just a little bit of a spit or two on the window yeah. and I said, oh, don't tell me it's going to be like that today. No,
1: Sam, um, but it's only for today. It's only for this morning. Okay. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's actually perfect for people that maybe want to kind of go out and feed their shrubs or put some fertiliser on their lawn, particularly if they've done this year and the moss is kind of dead now perfect day for getting some fertiliser out there. So if you haven't fed your roses or if you haven't fed your trees and shrubs, they're all kicking into growth. So now would be a perfect day that little bit of moisture. And I was looking at some of the pots and containers I have around my own patio. I have a couple of Japanese maples that are just coming in to leave. And I was thinking oh, they need a watering actually. Okay. So they have dried.
0: So this is going to do it for them or will they even
1: well, no, like no, 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 no. I'm going to have to get the hose out and give them a, a watering. And so the wind, the wind that we're having with dry weather can often dry plants. Now, I'm not suggesting that the soil is dry in any in, for any instant, but if you have, say, bay trees maybe in pots or you've got Japanese maples in large pots or you've got boxwood, those sort of plants, just check them because they may need a sup of water over the next uh, couple of days. And with that forecast, frost at nighttime, mm. we had, I, I spoke to a couple of customers yesterday they were purchasing geraniums in flower um, and, and thinking about planting them out and my advice was just to keep them in for another week or so because the frost at night can still damage tender plants like geraniums right. or if you're putting out kind of some early bedding plants just keep an eye on that. Things like some of the spring flowering pansies and primulas and all the hardier plants are perfectly fine but if you have tender plants remember that we still get frost even through the month of April so just keep uh, an eye on that. Mother's Day is tomorrow. I know. So happy happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day to, to, to all the mummies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get that one
0: in. I'll be honest, I haven't mine organized fully yet, but we'll I might we'll, have we'll for you. Ah, no no. <laughs> it's not that wasn't that wasn't a, a clangor no, of no, a hint no, or anything no, no, like no. that, poor goodness. So but uh I'm I'm a bit of a last minute.com person on all of those things anyway. But there are lots of options for all of us last dot well, am
1: I right? Flowers go down brilliantly. The the living plant I think always goes down down well and I have a lovely pink in there that I'm going to show on Facebook Live. I'm I'm doing Facebook Live after 5 past 10 Perfect. and I'll show that and I'll talk about that live on air. But it, Mother's Day this year twins with National Tree Week. So National Tree Week starts tomorrow and it's run by the Tree Council of Ireland. And it's really there to promote and celebrate the greatness of, of trees and encourage people to plant trees In the environment and I always remember this statistic I use it at every bee uh, talk that I give that four to five trees flowering trees so there could be things like lime trees or willow or any flowering tree four to five trees equal an acre of wildflower meadow in terms of nectar and pollen so just simply four Goodness, or five trees right, that's a... with the amount of... And, I, and driving up this morning, I was looking at the willows. They're in flower at the moment. And just, you know, trying to visualise the amount of flowers that are on them. And they literally have hundreds of blooms on them at the moment. And the bees are feeding on those at the moment. So the planting of trees, not only is this something lovely to do, and I always think it's a great way to celebrate an occasion, a birthday or, or a Mother's Day or whatever, or even planting a tree with your child is, I think, always a lovely thing to do. Um but and this is the week that we celebrate the planting of trees but trees give so much more than just that they they take in carbon dioxide they excrete oxygen which which we use of course but also they're a great source of both pollen and nectar for bees in particular and then in the autumn many of the fruiting trees like the mountain ash are fabulous for wildlife um so planting a tree over the next maybe a week or 10 days is something that people may consider to do. I think it'd be a lovely way to celebrate Mother's Day as well and you might be able to bring the two things in Mm, together. For sure. The other thing I did this week, I was out and about. Um, If you remember a couple of weeks back on the Tommy Marin programme, I gave away a veggie pod um, well we, 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 we reached out to the primary national schools and we asked the parents and children to nominate their local school in Roscommon, in Mayo in, in uh, Sligo, all around Connacht mm-hmm. we asked people to, to enter the competition and we had over 430 entries Which for the is competition. phenomenal. So the VeggiePod it was actually, uh, it's a product I saw in Germany last year uh, it has come to us from Australia and the inventor was a guy called Matt Harris and uh, Necessity is the is uh, what do they say? Necessity is, Necessi the the mo- is
0: the mother of invention. invention.
1: Well, there you go. So, Are Matt they? Harris, he in Australia, he was looking for something that he could grow his five a day in. So, he wanted to grow his tomatoes in a raised bed that would water itself and that he could grow organically with a mesh cover that would keep the bugs out. That was his simple recipe. He couldn't find one, so he actually made and invented the veggie pod. And I saw it in Germany last year. I thought there, there's a product that was made. For Irish yes. conditions, and um, so. We went to Craig, Craig Moore was the school that won, that won the, yes. the competition and after our, our break we we run a piece that we recorded Yeah, so
0: you were out and about to see how they all were getting on with
1: us. Well, we, we actually brought it out, I brought the unit, the veggie pod with me and I got the children to build the unit with us, we got them to put in the organic compost and we got them to plant up the veggie pod and I'll tell you, the fun and the banter we had was absolutely uh, fantastic and I've never been to Craig Moore before. I, I, it's I a beautiful
0: national school, it's, I know it, it's yeah. Yes. It's just on the yeah. outskirts
1: of, of Galway and Clear Galway. And it's one of those schools that when you go in, I and mean, we met the principal, Joe O'Connelly, and within f- two minutes... He had actually set the scene and I knew the culture and the tone that we were going to experience from the children and, and, and so it was. For several hours we had great fun. So we'd play that clip just after the break. It's it's um it's very interesting. So that that was our VeggiePod winner. And we're going to go back out in a month's time to see how the children Oh got fantastic. On, um and, and kinda of get get from their side. What they've learned and um, just the experience that they've had in, in growing their five a day. So we're going to cover that as well. I brought you a couple of plants into studio again because it's Mother's Day. This plant in particular. This so is we've
0: a, we've kind of a lavendery coloured uh, one and a lovely soft blush
1: pink. Pink, yeah. And particularly for grandmothers and, and and mothers, they'll know this plant. It's an old cottage garden plant called Granny's Bonnet or Aquilegia. I've heard
0: of the name. I've, I yeah. never knew what they looked like. Yeah, they're absolutely. They're really pretty flowers. Lovely, lovely
1: lovely, lovely plant and it comes into flower every every Mother's Day or, or at this time mm. every year. You can see the amount of flower buds. See them all here There is beginning a lot, yeah. And
0: so, w- have they long flowering period?
1: Well, each flower will last several weeks. So overall, the plant will probably last about six weeks yeah. in Beautiful. flower. But it flowers every year at this time of year. Aquilegia, it's a lovely little old-fashioned um, cottage yes. garden plant. This particular variety only grows to about a foot in height. So it's lovely in rockeries or borders or even pots and containers. And the fact that it comes year after year is lovely. I also brought you in the agoranthemum which I will be showing the lovely pink.
0: Again, stunning.
1: Isn't it lovely? Stunning. And I'll be showing that on Facebook Live and I brought in one of my favourite spring flowering plants the forsythia the bright yellow forsythia, forsythia which is great at the moment it's flowering really well and again another great bee plant. So so they're the sort of plants people can put into the, the garden at the moment. The trees in particular, people should consider the planting of, of trees, at, particularly this weekend and over the next week or 10 days. And probably
0: special offers uh, for trees there because be. of National Tree Week. And in local
1: garden centres, um, you'll have, you'll have uh, trees on offer. We have three trees for €100 Euros type of thing. So all over the country, there'll be special offers on. If you go on to the Tree Council of Ireland as well, they have special events and lectures right throughout each county happening. So there are some in Mayo um, happening over the over this coming week as well. And lots of educational pieces and things about trees and native Irish trees and so on that people can, can read. So maybe celebrate National now, Tree Week we- and Mother's Day. And Mother's weekend. Day altogether. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, there's nothing nicer I think when you want is particularly giving presents and things uh, particularly for landmark events um, there's nothing nicer than giving somebody a tree because that tree, tree will always remind you. Of and particularly person. a tree
1: that might yeah. be in flower at this time yeah. of year and You can see so many are starting to bloom already.
0: Okay, we are going to take that break. We're back with that report from Craigmore National School, and just to say it starts with a little bit of music because it wasn't just all about gardening either.
1: Well, a very good morning listeners. We are out and about today up in Craigmore in Clare Galway here in Galway. And I'm here at the primary school that won the competition for the veggie pod. You might remember a couple of weeks back we gave away on the Tommy Marin programme a veggie pod, a large veggie pod and stand for a primary school and we had over 400 entries it's hard to believe and the winning school was Craig Moore here in Clare Galway so we're here today it's a beautiful sunny day we're going to put the veggie pod together with the children build the actual unit to fill them with organic compost and plant it up with a selection of plants that i've selected for the children so we've got a lovely range of strawberries some scented herbs which are brilliant for children because they're very tactile and they're scented so even the touching and the um smelling of the plant is very tactile for the children we've also brought along some of their five a day so things like the cut and come lettuce iceberg and and the ordinary butterhead lettuce we've also got a selection of tomato plants carrots and some lovely purple leafed lettuce and a range of seed as well that we're going to get the children to plant so that's the project for today the school we're going to work with uh, the fourth class here in craigmore and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a day of fun and uh, engagement with the children, and really teaching them how to use the VeggiePod to grow their five a day. So we're actually putting the VeggiePod unit together, and I'm joined by Connor, my manager in the Galway Centre Garden Centre. Connor. Talk to us a little bit about the actual components of the Veggie Pod and putting it together and how simple it
2: is to put together. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, the VeggiePod, it's a great bit of kit. It's fantastic and it's very, very easy to put together. Um, I suppose, depending on the size you, you buy, you've got your stand, which is only comprised of four legs and supports. So, it's only, basically, it's only nuts and bolts. Um, just, it takes about 15 minutes to put the stand together. Um And then you've got the actual veggie pot itself Again, based on what product you actually buy Um, This is the large one we're looking at here in Moore, isn't it? But it comes in two other sizes It comes in two other sizes indeed, yeah Um, So again, all the parts, they just slot in They're on runners, they slot in and slot out And they just clip in So it's extremely easy to put together ideal for schools and ideal for anybody who actually wants something you know that doesn't have a raised bed or the, or the, the, uh, the space for raised beds this is a perfect ideal um, bit of kit because you can get them at wheels as well and you can move them around
1: Yeah, and the, the actual material that the veggie pod is made from is uh, food safe isn't it the material itself so if you want to grow organically which is the way we're going to grow here in the school it's a very good material for growing your five a day in an organic way
2: it is indeed because um, it's completely new fresh plastic so it's 100% stabilised it doesn't degrade at all so you won't get any uh, chemicals in the soil or anything Yeah, no it's super
1: super bit of kit and it also has the self-watering unit which I think the school in particular will find very beneficial because Easter is coming up I know they're going on a, a couple of weeks holidays over the Easter period
2: but the unit itself is actually going to water itself exactly yeah it was something that was a big problem last year Um, so it's ideal for schools as you said because I mean each trough holds 15 litres and then you've got the overflow so it won't uh, saturate so yeah it's absolutely ideal and I suppose you can put a a timer with it and attach your hose and off you go it'll self water
1: Okay, so let's crack on get it finished and get the kids out and let's get planting Now, the location I've selected for the veggie pod is just outside the school. It's in a small little courtyard area. It's quite a bright area, and that's important when placing the veggie pod. You want reasonably good light. So somewhere south facing or west facing is ideal the covered unit that comes with the veggie pod, the micro netting creates a microclimate for the plants and the plants will actually grow 50% faster and the white material actually fractions the light which means that the plants themselves will get more light in under the cover than they will out in the open. So we've picked a lovely sheltered sunny location here in Craigmore for the veggie pod. The perfect location really. It's close to a tap as well and that's what I would advise. Keep it somewhere where Water is easy accessible. Even though the veggie pod holds 64 litres of water, this large one, which will actually water the plants for up to three weeks, it's good to have a tap close by just to keep it topped up. Well, I'm joined by Joe Canelli, principal here at Craigmore National School. Joe, we're just at the point of planting up the uh, veggie pod with some of the five a day. And I always say on radio that the child that grows a strawberry eats a strawberry. What do you think of the educational aspects that we can expect with getting the children involved?
3: Well, first and foremost, I'm in awe at the uh, facility that you're providing for us. I mean, this is. It far, it far ex- exceeds my expectations so obviously for that we're very grateful uh, one aspect of school life and we have ver- uh, various aspects of school life that we promote but one aspect that I felt that we had if you like ignored was the um, education in the growing of crops and vegetables and mm. fruit for our children and it bothered me to be quite honest with you but I suppose the the challenge was suitability, location. Uh, education um i suppose commitment to doing it what you've done really is and what you are doing by providing this for us is you're giving children i have no doubt all our children a whole new dimension to the respect and knowledge and initiative that they'll show in hopefully as they progress in providing vegetables and fruits and even flowers which are adjacent to your pod
1: Going forward so Whoa. it has amazing benefits. We're actually going to plant it up, Joe, today, with some of the favorites I think the children would enjoy. So strawberries being top of the list, of course, yeah. but also we've going to plant up with some edible flowers, some violas and some edible pansies that would be something interesting yeah. for the children to eat. And I also brought along a nice selection of tactile herbs, scented herbs that the children can both feel and touch and smell and of course eat Um, so there's a lovely mixture of plants and one of the things I would encourage is that rather than cutting the lettuce and, and the salad crops that we'll teach the children how to peel the leaves so that the plant regenerates itself again so we're not actually going to harvest the lettuce we're simply going to take the leaves off use or pick what we're actually going to use on a daily basis and the other key thing with the veggie pod is that it it has a self-watering unit so this particular unit holds 64 liters of water which means that if you're on holidays for three weeks it'll actually water itself and the covered mesh that we put over it will actually keep any bugs off the plants. So the goal really today is to teach the children how to grow their fruit and veg organically, without the use of pesticides. Okay, Um, I hope that this won't be misconstrued when
3: I say this, but in our school I'm always looking for new initiatives. I'm just after showing my friend Chris a sensory room and you are after mentioning tactile plants and that, I'm just after showing him a the room, uh, which is a a specifically designed playroom for the development of language within children. If there is anybody listening to me, and it's not that I'm promoting any company nor would do that, um, I'm a realist, I'm an educator, I'm a principal for the last 23 years. This to me is something that I know we're going to embrace fully. This to me is a very new concept. This to me is something I wish i thought up of because uh, instead of asking us to go out and to dig gardens and to make uh, using timber slots to uh, get top silent, the people, I'm, I'm, I'm requesting the teachers who are interested in bringing nature into the classroom to please consider doing this. I'm very um, annoyed with myself that I didn't give more thought process to it. But I know that going forward as of today, this is something along with all the other initiatives that we have in the school will be, will have equal, if not more importance. And I, I, I mean this when I say I'm very grateful for this because if only one little buyer girl, I always say, come to realize that this is something they wish to do or would like to do, who knows, maybe in a few years time, I'll see vans passing up and down the road with JD fruit and furniture plants, yep. organic law And if that's if that's if that happens, which it will, then we're on a winning on a winner because what we have to do is we have to broaden our system, we have to broaden the way we're educating our children. And initiatives such as a veggie pod is. It's a, is of immense value. And we're very grateful to Harkins for providing
1: this to us. And I, I say that now very sincerely with no other clause uh, involved. Well, remember, Joe, that the it was the parents and children that actually entered the competition. So they nominated your school as being a, a, a perfect... Um, school to bring the veggie pod to remember I'm going to be coming back in a month's time to see how you're getting on I'm going to be very interested so your homework will 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 basically be just keeping an eye on the veggie pod it'll actually look after itself to be quite honest and I'm looking forward to in a month's time to see the children's reaction to the strawberries and the lettuce and, and the plants they've actually harvested and grown themselves and eaten hopefully oh absolutely absolutely I think, I think this
3: will be a, a wonderful project thanks very much thanks
1: Joe thank you Killian, what do you grow in your garden? P-
2: potatoes.
1: Do you? And you also grow, you were telling me you grow uh, carrots as well. Yeah. And who eats the carrots in your house? Uh,
2: my rabbits and um, my
1: family. And you were telling me the, you tried to grow some apple trees, didn't you?
2: Yeah. From? From apple seeds. Oh,
1: and did they grow for you?
2: No. Oh.
1: Well, look, we'll have to try that again. I'll show you today, while we're here in Moore, how to sow some seeds. Well I'm outside once again with Louise Graney who's the special needs assistant here at Craigmore. Louise I have to compliment you on your sensory room it's absolutely fantastic
4: Thank you very much yes the children love it Um, I work with Ella um, and she just loves going up there be it to just sit on the beanbag and do nothing or just listen to music or play with the the different toys that are there Uh, she loves the half hour 20 minutes half hour that we go up there And
1: how do you think Ella will take to our veggie pod?
4: I think she will love it because she loves working with with sand and with clay. Uh, sometimes we just come out into the to the gardens here yeah. and uh, she loves working with, with the clay. So I think with all the different colours and the the textures mm. that she will just
1: love working with it. Well we've added a material and all the children have asked me what is the white material in the compost? So that's a material called perlite which actually is a volcanic ash and she'll find that very t- tactile. We'll all, we've also used an organic compost so it's going to be very clean to for Ella to put her hands into and, and and to kind of use, and I've also picked plants like the scented herbs. I think she'll find those very interesting because they're highly scented, so they're very tactile first of all. But also, if she smells and she can taste each of the herbs as well, it'll be yes. something different for her.
4: Yes, uh, yeah. I also think that the height of it, yes. it would just perfect because for bending and uh, like she can just stand at it and and work. Work, yeah. work at it from, well, that's from it. our height level
1: for most children it's going to be kind of a chest height so they'll be able to reach in over it and they'll be able to pick their strawberries and uh, and all of that so look at we, we'll be looking for we're going to come back in a, in a month's time great. and just it'll be interesting to just get some of the um, reactions that the children have had and particularly Ella it'll be very interesting just to see how she gets on with it great
4: and thank you very much
1: you're more than welcome it's been great. a pleasure thank you Well, we're ready to go. The children have actually picked their top favourite edible plants. So starting with the herbs, particularly the rosemary, thyme, we're going to plant some of those. Strawberries were the number one choice for most of the children. So we're going to plant a selection of six strawberry plants, followed by some edible flowers. So we've picked some violas because they're lovely in ice creams or cold drinks during the summertime, or indeed just to garnish a a dish like a salad. The cut-and-come lettuce, we have three different varieties for the children to plant. And I'm going to encourage the children, rather than actually cutting the heads of the lettuce, To I'm going to show them how to peel the lettuce and take on a daily basis what they're going to use because the plants will regrow again. We've some chilies and peppers to add a little bit of spice and colour to the veg pod. Carrots were a favourite as well and I had a young lad called Killian who actually has rabbits at home so he wants to grow some carrots for his rabbits and finally we're going to plant some cherry tomatoes a lovely variety called red profusion that only grows a foot high about a foot and a half in diameter and it's perfect here for the veggie pod so it's time to get the kids out and get planting Well I'm here with all the children Hey! Good morning guys it's a beautiful day here in Craigmore and we're joined by Tom their teacher it's fourth class isn't it guys yes and you were telling me earlier some of you are growing carrots and strawberries and where's Aaron Aaron's over here. Aaron is over there Aaron you grow a wide range of vegetables at home don't you yes what do you, what were you telling me you grow carrots and onions and peas and stuff like that. Good on you. And do you eat them? Yeah. Well, today we're going to plant up the veggie pod with a selection of different plants. So we're going to pick strawberries. Everybody like strawberries? Yeah. We're going to put in some kitchen herbs. We're going to plant some edible flowers. Believe it or not, you can eat viola flowers or you can use them in drinks or in salads or in ice cream. It's a lovely little plant. So we're going to plant some of those. We're also going to plant some of our... Cut and come leaves So these are leaves that are used in salads or sandwiches Or you can use them in any, any dish um, We're going to plant a selection of those And I'm going to teach you how to Rather than cutting the head of lettuce To actually peel it like an onion And just take what you want on a daily basis Because the plants will regrow again We're also going to plant some carrots And old Killian is there And Killian has rabbits at home And he was telling me that he wants to grow some carrots For his rabbits So we're going to plant some of those. And we're also going to plant some sweet tomatoes. I was going to say strawberries there, but sweet tomatoes. A lovely variety called red profusion. So, who's going to plant the strawberries? Have we... Uh, We're going to get Aaron. Aaron is going to plant the strawberries, right? Okay, you stand there. And so we're going to leave the herbs for Ella. Who'd like to plant the violas? Uh, We'll get Sinead, right? Sinead, plant the violas. Who's going to plant the lettuce and and... We're going to get Rena? Rena so you come in here move over there guys and who's going to plant the carrots uh, we we'll get Oliver okay. Oliver good man Oliver and the, finally the tomatoes uh, we we'll get Dylan to do the tomatoes ok so if we all get into line and line up there I'll get Connor to come in and give us a hand and uh, we'll get planted in a couple of minutes guys Now I'm joined by Tom, the uh, classroom teacher. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Tom, who have we got planting? So Aaron is actually planting the strawberries.
5: Yeah, we have Aaron and we also have Sinead there planting next. Who else have we got? We've got uh, Rena. We also have Oliver and we have Dylan. Okay.
1: And they're going to have it planted up actually in just a couple of, of minutes. So really after planting, the veggie pot is given a good heavy watering and okay. um, we close down the cover and you can leave the unit for several days but w- within a week or certainly within 10 days you'll probably be able to start using the lettuce leaves the first of the new lettuce leaves and I'd encourage the children to peel them okay. just peel off the leaves what they're going to use and leave the plant in situ to regrow again because it will the one plant will continue to grow right through the whole summer if it's just continually uh, peeled back Ella is going to plant the herbs later on. And again, with the herbs, with rosemary and thyme, two different varieties of thyme, she can actually trim those again maybe on a fortnightly basis and that will encourage the plant to regrow again so apart from that it's, it's really just regular cropping on all the plants the carrots are going to be ready in about six weeks time strawberries will be ready just before you break for the summer holidays so that'll be something to look forward to and um, everything else should be ready in certainly within a couple of weeks and it should give you regular pickings right through the the late spring and, and summer period
5: brilliant fantastic wow what a great opportunity real hands-on dirty work and the kids really enjoy it. So what a great way to learn.
1: Yeah, and I'm surprised how many of the children actually are growing uh, vegetables at home already. I I must have met met eight or ten of the children that tell me that they're actually growing apples and pears and some growing... uh, Killian Killian was telling me he grows the carrots for his rabbits and he eats them himself and Ellen was telling me she grows potatoes and cabbage and onions and, and also eats all of those as well. So I'm actually well impressed so you, you you must be you must be passing that message on in the classroom
5: I think it's in the community really it's really a lot of people I suppose nowadays they're, they're grow, they are they're have their own vegetable patches and yeah. you know they're I suppose green schools as well trying to do renewable energy and just a fantastic thing for kids to do to learn as well yeah. and for when it's passed down from them, par- their parents especially it's yeah. fantastic
1: well certainly it's it's very uh, evident here and it's, and and uh, So the best of luck with the veggie pot. Thanks very much. And we're going to be back in a month's time to check up and see how well it's growing. So no pressure. (laughs) Lovely. We look forward to it. Great. Okay. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) Thank you. So that's it. The veggie pod has been planted by the children. The strawberries, the herbs, there's a whole selection of different edible plants that that children have just planted. So really, the trick now is to give them a good, heavy watering, close down the lid, and let them grow. And I've really enjoyed my time here in Craigmore in County Galway. It's a very inspirational school. Not only is it a beautiful day, but there's a fantastic vibe and culture here within the school of education and a huge willingness from the children to get involved in growing their five a day and um, so it's been very enjoyable and well done to Craigmore National School for Joe and the team I have to highly compliment you
0: fantastic poric all together. Oh, it, it
1: was absolutely brilliant. It was one of those days that, that would stay with me for a long time. I really, really enjoyed it. The fun and the crack. Um, and even simple things like we had the viola plants which mm. were flowering when we planted them. By the time I'd had my back turned, the kids had all the flowers taken <laughs> off them and eaten. So
0: you were saying to me there that these 70 plants went in. The
1: 70 plants went into the large veggie pod. A whole mixture of things. You heard it on the, on yeah. the piece, tomatoes and, and all that. I'm, I'm going to be back there in a month's time just to see how they got on. And, um, and we
0: just want to mention that the very start there. There was some lovely music and that was wrong though, I understand. It second was class.
1: second class. And eva is, is actually their teacher and there was uh, a lovely girl that I met Kim McNulty a young girl there from, she's from a famous band she was telling me in Ackle from a family um, that are into music but it was a beautiful piece that they played they're coming up to their communion of course and they're preparing for a communion class so it was second class and Neve in particular their teacher brought us myself and in, and we just recorded that piece with them it was lovely lovely okay. start to I the programme I
0: think program. it was a I might have it uh,
1: could have been. I, think
0: <laughs> I, I think I remember worry, me, it me, me myself from back in the day anyway wonderful well done to everybody at Craig Moore National School and we'll be looking forward to catching up uh, with progress on the veggie pod in about a month's time. time. Brilliant stuff. Okay, a couple of questions just quickly on the veggie pod Um, and one or two very good ones. This, for example, if the mesh keeps the bugs out of the veggie pod, how do the bees get in to pollinate the strawberries?
1: A great question. And it was actually one of the questions. That People one the, are sharp. It was one of the kids actually asked me that question when we were putting them down because the strawberries were just coming into flower. And you do need to, when they're in full bloom, so what I said to the children was, leave, allow the rest of the strawberry flowers to come into bloom in the next 10 days <laughs> and then open it for two days. And that'll be enough to let the bees in. Now, strawberries will actually self-pollinate without bees, but you get a better crop. You might remember I often said to you that if you, when you see square strawberries, irregular shaped strawberries Mm -hmm. in your local supermarket that's a sign that they haven't been pollinated properly Um, so if the bees haven't got into them. So if you want that nice heart shaped strawberry then open up the veggie pod for two days whilst the the strawberries are in flower and let the bees in and let them pollinate them. You can also hand pollinate them as well. But the mesh is designed, it's a very, it's a fine mesh. It keeps the wind off, off the plants. It does let in about 20% of moisture, so it keeps heavy rain off the okay. plants. And it'll keep things like carrot root fly, butterflies in particular, which are mainly come to us in May and June and aphids, black fly, uh, green fly, white fly, it keeps all of those out as well. Okay. That's the way it's designed.
0: Now, uh, somebody else wondering about the cost and and they say that if they get the back pay they're promising in the pension, I'll invest in one. <laughs> my beloved cats, in capital letters, are so supportive and although I tell them it's okay, they insist on irrigating and fertilising my vegetable plot. Well, there you uh, go. I'm thinking this gadget would keep everyone happy and healthy. Yeah, anyway, it keeps well. the
1: cats out, it keeps the pigs. Out, it keeps the birds out. It sure does. There's three sizes in the veggie pod. and if you go onto our website horkins.ie, you'll see the three sizes there. They start at 220 euros, and the medium size is 300, and the large one is 480. That we brought out out to the school, but you. The big one, will I mean, 70 plants we fitted into it and by no means was it actually full. Um, So it it takes a lot. Even the medium size is probably big enough for most people. Um, The the material, I think I mentioned it in the piece, the material is actually made from food-safe materials. So if people want to grow organically, they can fill it with organic compost. I left the children with some organic feed and um, you can get organic seeds um, from Thompson and Morgan and plant Drops. You can grow the whole thing. thing. 100% organic, if you wish. And of course, the mesh then helps to keep the flies and the bugs and the cats and everything else away.
0: Okay, let's turn our attention to some questions. Yes. Um, I bought a Japanese maple about 10 years ago. I made a few mistakes with it. It was sown deeper than it had been in the pot. It's in an open part of the garden. Used ordinary soil and compost. It did very poorly. Only about 2 metres high now and about a 1 metre wide. Would it be easy to dig it up? Can I do anything about it now? What or when should I feed, feed it or move it?
1: Okay, and, and a very, very common mistake with all with trees. People tend to plant trees too deeply. So it's very very important when you're purchasing a tree to when you plant it, plant it at what we call the soil level or the nursery level, which is, is just where the soil hits the bark of the tree. So you have to, to that's very important. If it goes down four to six inches deeper, it, it cannot receive oxygen and the roots start to die. And the tree lives, but it kind of struggles on, which is typically what the, what the listener is saying. So Japanese leaf maples have broken leaf at the moment so they're actually actively growing so my advice is to leave it alone for this year if you want you could prune it back a little bit that'll mm-hmm. help to push it out and thicken it out leave it until next October, November wait for the leaves to fall off the Japanese maple then lift it and move it back into a sheltered location they do very well in shade I have about Twenty in my own garden, and I have them in pots. I have some planted out on the roadside. Okay, wow. I have some planted in shrub beds as well. So, whole, oh, I absolutely love Japanese maples because they give fantastic colour. They're so easy to grow as long as you keep them in a relatively sheltered spot. Um, Semi shade is fine for them. They're not overly fussy on soil. The the, men- the listener mentioned soil, but they're not. They don't need a, a high acidity soil. They'll actually grow in ordinary garden soil. But the key thing with Japanese maples is to have them in a sheltered, out of cold winds, because they're have very. Delicate leaf, and the leaf has, has come on now on them. So, if we get cold winds, it tends to damage them and oh, knock them back. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So, leave it until November, dig it up, transplant it. They transplant no problem whatsoever. I've moved 10 15 year old Japanese maples with no problem whatsoever. And um, lovely plant, particularly the purple leaf varieties, they've got fantastic oh, yeah, colors. Ah, they're yeah. they're, they're, they're oh, gorgeous.
0: Okay, now, vine weevil. Most of my pots end up getting vine weevil. Okay. Is there anything I can do to prevent this? Would it be any help uh, to get well-rotted farm manure with lots of worms into the pots first? Can I apply the vine weevil treatment without emptying out all the pots to check? The pot flowers and shrubs are more likely to attract them, if
1: any. Well, there are there. Are,
0: well, I hate the vine
1: weevil. itself. Yeah, at the so end. the vine weevil to just to to to, to for people that hmm. may not know it is a small white maggot. It's laid by uh, the adult beetle, which looks like a beetle, a very sm- slow-moving beetle that comes out at night time. So you generally don't see it. Um, it's kind of greyish, blackish colour. Quite large, the beetle she lays her eggs in August they hatch out in pots and containers around um, shrubs and trees in the garden as well and the white maggots then feed throughout the winter and particularly plants in pots can't escape the roots can't go There's anywhere you see so they're right, confined yeah. and the vine weaver can do a lot of damage on them now the good news is when you're planting up particularly trees and shrubs like the Japanese maple if the listener wants to put the uh, a Japanese maple into a pot then you could add some garden soil because garden soil has got organisms in it that help to kill off vine weevil. Um, So a mixture of garden soil with your garden compost is a very good idea. The farm manure that the listener mentioned would be a good idea as well as long as it's well rotted you could add that in. Um, But do remember that you can use the nematodes on vine weevil and they're very effective from April onwards Uh, so leave another week or 10 days wait for conditions to warm up get yourself some of the nematodes I'll talk about them again maybe in a week's time you simply mix them with water you pour it onto the soil and the nematodes will actually kill off the vine weevil that are in the pots and containers so that's something that the listener can do in April So so the mixing of the soil is a great idea the mixing of the manure is a great idea but the nematodes you'll find very effective from April onwards.
0: Excellent. Now, I got a copper cherry blossom tree uh, recently. It's lovely, but it's growing in a columnar shape, long and thin with no side branches. Is this the normal shape of the variety of a cherry blossom? Can I cut the top to make it spread a little and grow side branches? And what uh, time of year should I do this? Uh, From a listener in Bullon and Lockray.
1: Okay, so the tree that the, the listener is referring to is a, is a cherry tree called Royal Burgundy, and it's a really really good variety because it's got these beautiful purple wine port wine coloured leaves for from now really until late October early November, and it's got double pink flowers. So it's a beautiful variety of a cherry. That's the one I'd plant, Royal Burgundy. Yes, the tree should have a nice full shape on it, a nice fat head. So you need to prune it back and you can actually prune it now. So take about a foot off all the branches, prune those back. It should have a nice clean stem as well. So if there are any lower branches, say lower than about four feet on the stem, cut those off as well. And the physical cutting back of the heads will actually fill out the, the um the stems so where you prune one stem you're going to get two new stems you're going to double the amount of stems and hence double amount of color that you're going to get in years to come now when you're purchasing trees in your local garden center always ask the staff to prune the trees before you bring them home because all trees should be cut back before planting so if you're planting flowering cherries or mountain ash or whatever they should get a pruning back trees are like children you train them from a very young age so the earlier you train them <laughs> okay. the better they are and this is typical of a tree that hasn't been pruned back you're getting a lanky tall um, columnar shape as the listener it's says kind of like rather too than much
0: free flow or, you know, exactly yeah, free rain 13
1: Sorry. you know it's nearly trying to control the teenager okay. <laughs> try okay. when they're young so ask your local garden center when you're purchasing your your trees in particular to prune them back and tie them back for you you get more flowers a nicer shaped plant and um, and they'll know what they're doing
0: fantastic uh, somebody's looking to get a Berberus Darwinii compacta shrubs, yeah,
1: Nana, yeah,
0: and Cheshire wisteria, Chinese wisteria. Uh, wondering if they're available.
1: Yeah, they should be available in garden centres at this time of, of year. Um, it's a variety called Burbo's Darwinii Nana. Nana meaning small. Um, it's a very compact variety. Beautiful orange flowers. Really great plant. Very very hardy. Um, so that's a good one. And the Chinese uh, wisteria they should be available. Um, we have them in the garden centre at the moment. So okay. yeah, of course.
0: Chinese wisteria different to regular wisteria? Yeah,
1: there's different varieties. You've both Japanese and Chinese. Some of the flowers oh, on right. the Chinese are slightly longer. um But but there's there's no huge difference between them except the, the length of the, of the blossom.
0: Okay, I have these dirty great big white lilies. Oh goodness me, and garden
1: one way oh
3: them. they
0: must be uh, calla lilies <laughs> calla I wonder lilies, oh, yeah. oh they're yeah, not yeah. oh I love calla lilies anyway you, this particular person isn't that fond of them and would like uh, to get rid of them they've put SBK on them it oh, uh, didn't right. kill them Okay. Uh, what would be it would be the best Mother's Day present ever to have them gone no. oh goodness <laughs> me that's, that's <laughs> definite, definite dislike because we had a
1: question in last week where somebody had the yeah, and, and flower, flower Yeah. Um, they sent
0: in a photograph actually. look at the
1: easiest way to get rid of them is actually just to dig them out um, arum lilies or calla lilies dig out of the soil quite easily uh, and now would be a good time to do that because you can see all the uh, the physical growth so if you just go around and lift them and, and uh, maybe pick them pick somewhere else to, to plant them I mean what do they say about a weed it's a flower in the wrong location yeah. and calla lilies are so versatile they'll actually grow with their feet in water so you can they're often planted in ponds or and those sort of areas or river banks. Um and they'll they'll grow in any part of the garden. So maybe you'll have a neighbour or a friend that might take them off you because they're a great flowering plant. Um, but they can be dug up at this time of year and transplanted. That's probably the easiest way and the quickest way to get oh. rid of them.
0: Now, uh, somebody noticed that all their hedges and shrubs have come into leaf in the past week. Uh, and what's yeah. good to feed all plants with, or do some need special food? I have a lot of tree hedge trees, hedges and shrubs. So okay, was well, general,
1: general. If it's if it's just general shrubs, trees, hedges, things like laurel or or whatever, they, you're dead right. They've, they've actively come into growth at the moment, so now is the time to feed them. And I mentioned that at the top of the program. If you put it on now with that little bit of rainfall, <laughs> it'll be so much beneficial for things that are are high. So the fertilizer to use in a general purpose is one called Osmo Pro 6. It's a general purpose fertilizer. It doesn't force the hedges into very fast growth, but gives a lovely green color and kind of brings on some fresh new growth. Um, If it's roses and anything flowering, use a high potash feed. So something like color bloom is very good. So look for something with high potash or a typical rose fertilizer is very good. And if you've got things like camellias, rhododendrons, azaleas, they require acidic feed. So again, ask in your local garden centre for the food for camellias, rhododendrons and azaleas.
0: Now you were talking about sweet peas last week and oh, my it's... mother has a pink sweet pea that seems right. to grow every year. Would this be correct? As I thought they die after one year.
1: Well, the annual sweet pea dies after one year and the perennial sweet pea called pink pearl is, is that garden. like everlasting sweet pea everlasting sweet pea there you go so it's, and it's a real old cottage garden plant it's been with us for, for many many years so that's the perennial sweet pea it does die away in winter too you don't see it visibly for the winter and then it just re-emerges from the soil uh, again this is the time they're available in garden centres at the moment so look for the variety pink pearl if you want the pink variety or white pearl if you want the white variety and um, yeah they come back year after year they make a lovely cut flower that particular variety Very nice, long stem on it, and very good for cutting.
0: And nice, yeah, nice bit of colour as well. Now, can we ask Porik about canker on parsnips? Is there any treatment for it? I grow a variety called Tender and True, true. but it always seems to get canker.
1: Yeah, and Tender and True is a real old variety of of uh, parsnip. It produces really big, long roots. Um, It's a main crop variety. So it tends to be in the soil for quite a long time and hence it's more susceptible to... uh, So canker is is a fungal disease, a bit like uh, black spot on roses or blight on potatoes. It's spread, it's airborne, so it's spread by uh, moist air and particularly on parsnips that are in the ground for a long period. So canker is kind of a... It's kind of a brownish coloration, particularly at the top, the top inch or two of the top of the of the um, parsnip, and they don't store particularly well. Now, there is a variety, a, a canker-resistant variety called Gladiator. Great! Oh what, a great name. what a great name! For, what <laughs> a
0: fantastic name for, for something that resists something. Who came up with that? Oh, uh, brilliant! So
1: that's that's Parsonup Gladiator. It's an F one hybrid. I think it's available in both the Suttons and Thompson and me. Morgan C from memory. Um, it's 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 a it produces very sweet actually uh, parsnips. It's a very nice variety and it's an early variety as well. So it's not in the ground as long as tender and true. So it's probably a better variety for the listener. And it is from memory a. Uh, It is a canker-resistant variety, Gladiator. So Parsnip Gladiator, look for that. It's available in seed at the moment. Sow it now. You'll be harvesting it in kind of early August, uh, mid-August type of period.
0: Okay, Uh, Planting begonias, how deep and how far apart?
1: Well, begonias should be kept indoors, to be honest. I wouldn't plant them out of doors just yet with the risk of frost. So get yourself a couple of pots, good quality compost, push them down about an inch into the soil, have the hollow part of the begonia facing upwards and give them a good watering. I would cover them then with cling film. That'll keep them moist until such time as they actually bud, which will take about two or three weeks. It saves you the need to water. And literally just sit them on your windowsill. As soon as you see the new buds, begin to be initiated then take off the cling film continue to water and only plant begonias out at the beginning of May once the risk of all frost we have another month to go yet before putting out any tender plants don't be in a rush you're not going to benefit by, by planting them out outdoors just yet. Uh,
0: camellia lovely and green but no flowers for the past few years Years, I do feed it.
1: Okay well it depends what the, what the listener is feeding the plant with yeah. um, and, and this is kind of typical of, of some plants like hydrangeas and camellias can tend to do a lot of growing for the first couple of years so as long as the plant is growing putting on new leaves that's all good. Um, my advice really is maybe this summer Try. if there's no buds on it it's not going to flower this spring for you so as it comes into growth now feed it with a high potash feed so the rose feed would be very good or you can buy sulphate of potash on its own and potash is the element that slows plants down it counteracts nitrogen so it actually puts them on a bit of a diet and, and, and stems the growth and um, makes them um encourages them to produce flower buds for the following year. So it's not that the camellia won't flower, it's just a matter of encouraging it and soffitapotage okay. is a great great way to do that.
0: Very quickly and finally, mm. uh, will the blackthorn pollinate my plum trees since they're both in the prunus family and the flowers are very similar?
1: Um, no, you're better to go okay. for a, a probably the best, the best variety as a pollinator is a variety called opal uh, so plum opal um, is really, really good, it's a great pollinator so I would plant that. Some plums like Victoria are self-fertile but it's always better to have okay. a, a pollinating partner in there excellent what oh, a nice way of putting a yeah. actually the partner. blackthorn are brilliant this year they're covered yes. in flower and our prediction is right everything is flowering our, really well yours now oh in fairness <laughs>
0: that's <surely> important. credit <laughs> that's more, not quite the royal plural we on this the occasion pears like
1: somebody mentioned yeah. about pears last week I was looking at my own pear trees they're absolutely covered in flower fantastic well, we look
0: forward to a great a bumper harvest we have to leave it there poor time against us I know lots of questions in that we didn't get to we'll hang on to them for now next week, including uh, the photograph of the Weeping Willow, which has just arrived via WhatsApp. Uh, Thanks indeed, Porek. Do stand by. Michael Neary is out and about. He's at Go Boss in Ballina this morning. Uh, So lots to look forward to there coming your way directly after the news at 10 o'clock. I'll be back again next Saturday morning after 7. Until then, have yourselves a great weekend. Good morning to you.